Welcome to the Leader Think Podcast, where we discuss personal growth, human performance, and culture change. This is your host, Philip Grison. Thank you for joining me on this path. I hope you enlighten others along the way. Hey, everyone. Happy Friday. I've been thinking a lot about all these lessons learned from the work of Ivan Pavlov and B.F. Skinner and how they apply to safety management. So first, let's do a little bit of a history lesson. Pavlov stumbled upon some concepts that shaped our understanding of behavioral psychology. He used a metronome and food to show that conditioned responses, like the click of a metronome, could make a dog salivate expecting to receive food. That's where we got Pavlov's dog. But then B.F. Skinner took these concepts further by using rats in a cage. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. My, my 90s is showing. Anyway, so B.F. Skinner experimented with positive and negative reinforcement. Rat hits the lever and receives food. That rat keeps hitting that lever every time. But when the rat hits the lever and gets shocked, that rat will never hit that lever again. And all of this led to our understanding of behavior reinforcement. Which, if I cut to the chase, goes something like this. The greatest influence on behavior is soon certain and positive. The weakest influence on behavior is late, uncertain, and negative. In between, there's moderate types of reinforcement, like soon certain negative and late uncertain positive. But in safety performance, the most important thing to understand is what is the strongest and what is the weakest. A strong influence on behavior, like soon certain positive, will condition our behavior to repeat the same actions, expecting the same outcome. But a weak influence, like late, uncertain, and negative, just doesn't. I want to take this understanding of behavior reinforcement and apply it to safety management. This can help us determine if we're doing the right thing or not, and probably generate some ideas for getting better. So first, let's apply some of this to at-risk behavior. When someone violates a safety rule, they often receive a soon certain positive consequence. Crazy, right? But it's true. If someone uses a ladder incorrectly, gets the job done, and doesn't get hurt, or in trouble, or caught, whatever word you want to use, they receive a soon certain positive behavioral reinforcer. If they work on an energized circuit without locking it out first, get the job done, don't get hurt, or in trouble, they receive a soon certain positive response. If they get up on the rails of a lift, get the job done, don't get caught, or get hurt, they receive soon certain positive. Get where I'm going here? Do at-risk behavior, get job done, and don't get hurt or in trouble equals soon, certain, and positive. This is the challenge safety managers are faced with. It's probably not the way you want the world to work, but it's important to understand this is how the world works, especially how behavior reinforcement works in human beings. This is referred to as naturally occurring reinforcement. All around us, our workers are exposed to naturally occurring, soon certain positive reinforcers that influence people 
to do risky things. Now, we should also look at some of our safety systems for managing safety through the same lens. Let's take discipline, for example. A lot of companies have a system where if you get caught, you get in trouble for at-risk behavior. Or do you? Sometimes you may not get in trouble. You might just get a talking to. You might get a day off without pay. You might have to go do some retraining. You might just get a verbal warning. In other words, if you get caught, you will get some negative consequence, but rarely is it certain what that negative consequence will be, and it will probably happen later. The verbal warning could be soon, but the negative effects of a day off without pay are late. The negative effects of having to go to another safety class are late, late, uncertain, and negative the weakest way you could shape behavior. I'm jumping out of safety for a minute, but let's talk about sugar, something sweeter, right? Understanding behavior reinforcement helps us understand why people eat sugar. The minute you taste it, you get a pleasure response soon. You get it every time, certain, and it feels good, positive. Now, diabetes... Is a whole other side of the equation. If you eat too much sugar for a long period of time, you might get diabetes. You might not. Late, uncertain, and negative. You can apply this to nicotine consumption, alcohol, not exercising. And what you can quickly see is why people do unhealthy and risky stuff. The behavior motivation for eating bad food and getting drunk is a lot stronger than abstinence. And all of this applies to at-risk behavior in the workplace, too. You know, our workers aren't stupid or lazy. They are just constantly reinforced for doing risky things. And this reinforcement occurs naturally every single day. If we want to understand why people do risky things, we should just watch them. We should watch for what happens after they do something risky. This is hard to do because you don't want anyone to get hurt. But it's the consequence of behavior we should seek to understand. What happens after the risky behavior? Does someone immediately go correct them? Or do they just move on to the next task? If they just move on, then they received a soon certain positive because they got the job done. You know, another one is buy-in. How many times have you heard a safety person tell management, with all good intention, we need to get better at safety because maybe one day, if we have an accident, it could make our insurance rates increase? When you look at this statement through the lens of behavior reinforcement, it is late, uncertain, and negative also known as weak. So what's the alternative? Positive reinforcement for doing the right safety things. But if we're honest with ourselves, this one is severely lacking in most organizational cultures. Discipline or late, uncertain, negative consequences are usually clear, concise, official systems. 
But positive systems for good safety performance seem to be gray and light. A lot of companies have programs for trinkets and awards if no one gets hurt. But they are late. They're uncertain. And yeah, they're positive. They hover around the weaker side of the behavior reinforcement pendulum. How certain is it that we won't have an incident? The reward is positive, but it's late. The real question is, how certain is a worker that if they do the right safety things, they will immediately receive positive recognition? In our safety culture assessment work, the question, do workers receive positive reinforcement for working safely, has been the lowest scoring question throughout two decades of research across multiple companies in multiple countries. There are great challenges to be overcome here. On one hand, delivering sincere, accurate praise for positive safety performance is not a natural skill, especially in construction. A lot of people in construction have never even received deep, sincere, accurate praise. So how are they expected to deliver it if they've never even received it? It's not an innate skill, not to most supervisors and managers. It's a learned skill that goes far beyond training. After people are taught the concepts in a classroom, they got to see it being delivered by a skilled person out in the real world, not the lab. They must also be observed by a skilled coach when they go try to deliver it in the real world. It actually takes a lot of effort and resource to develop good positive reinforcement skills. So even though what we want is supervisors delivering soon certain positive words for good safety performance, getting those results of doing all that work is actually late, uncertain, and yeah, it's positive, but late and uncertain for you. And here's the other thing. Supervisors typically do get soon certain positive reinforcement for delivering negative reinforcement. Here's what I mean. If a supervisor observes someone doing something wrong from a safety aspect and delivers discipline, the supervisor receives a soon certain positive reinforcer because the negative safety behavior of the worker just stopped. If I stop a worker doing something risky, write them up, give them a verbal warning, or kick them off the job, I am immediately reinforced by fixing the supposed problem. I receive soon certain positive reinforcement in the context of stopping a worker's unsafe behavior by punishing them. What a weird psychosocial conundrum. Managers receive more naturally occurring positive reinforcement for punishing poor performance. Workers receive more naturally occurring positive reinforcement for doing risky things. And that is the battle we are faced with when it comes to managing safety. This brings up another term that must always be on our minds when thinking about behavior reinforcement. Delayed gratification. So let's say you get all of this. You understand these reinforcers on behavior. 
You see the science-based approach to managing the consequences of behavior, and you want to do something about it. You go talk to management how you want to implement some major changes to our safety systems. Will they buy in? Will they not? It's uncertain. If they do buy in, you will have some work to do, change policies, train people, and all of that, so your result will be received later. And if you are successful, yeah, it will be positive. But if not, it will be negative. So you put in all that effort, and what do you get out of it? Either late, uncertain, negative, or late, uncertain, positive at best. This is why leaders have to manage their own personal delayed gratification. So I want to leave you with a couple thoughts on that. If you decide to embark on this journey, give yourself 120 days. And after that, give yourself another six months. Here's what I mean. If you put in all the effort to convince management to change a safety system, like let's train people to go give more positive reinforcement, you will probably have to communicate with multiple people. Some will get it immediately and some will not. Some are just going to argue with you. Some will need to hear you explain your vision over and over again for a few months before they even understand it, let alone buy into it. So plan on 120 days of trying to influence management. And then if they do buy in and you make a major system change, it will take another six months before you see the results of that effort show up in the field. Again, get good at delayed gratification. You know, we can't expect every worker to think this way, but we should expect ourselves as leaders to think this way. The prize, the real prize, will always be delayed when it comes to the great efforts we make. Late, uncertain, and positive. And here's the other thing I want to share with you. You get good at this by finding the behavior consequence in the doing, not the result. In other words, you can get the feel good out of the doing instead of this late, uncertain, maybe positive result that we're searching for. You know, some people look for the positive in exercise by going down a size in their clothes or seeing the pounds on the scale drop. That's late, uncertain, and positive, though. Others get the feel-good by focusing on the endorphins of jogging. They create soon certain positives from the doing, not the result. And they are the ones that stay committed to their efforts. They are focused on the endorphins from jogging, not the number on the scale which keeps them jogging and increases the positive behavior of exercise. So if you want to get really good at this stuff, forget the scale. And forget about looking for the results of the change. Focus on the doing instead. Look for the feel-good from creating your presentation to management, not the uncertainty of how they will receive it. Get the feel-good from engaging with workers, not from the system change that may or may not come from that engagement. Focus on the feel-good of the doing and screw the result. Hope you all have a beautiful Friday. 
Hey there. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a review. If you want to connect further, reach out at leaderthink.com.